It's hard to get guests. It's hard to be consistent. Most people quit really quickly because it's hard to get guests and and, uh, be hard on your time, right? And so if you go in there and you just sit around there and watch everybody else do posts within the Facebook group, you're not really going to get much out of it. You really need to interact. You need to get on the phone with people. You need to get on Zooms with people take advantage of people within the group. We put it out every once in a while saying, anyone want to come on the podcast? That's a big thing. So it's all about networking. And you know, if you are looking to learn, you're looking to grow and you're self-disciplined, that's where you want to get in there. Welcome to the Land Life Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Guys, if you're getting value from this podcast, if you're learning a lot, even if you uh, just want to say hi, leave a comment, leave a review for the podcast. Just write a one sentence, maybe a two sentence line. Hey, I think this podcast is great. Uh, his guests like Ben Del Grosso are just, they're, they're the highest level guests you can get. This is great. Um, but put something in there, anything. It really helps out a lot. Um, and guys, like like I always say, if you're, if you're, if you, if what the guest today says resonates with you at the very end of the podcast, he's going to let you know how you can get hold of him. So make sure you stick around to the very end, catch his information and, and, and hit, hit, hit up Ben with, uh, with any questions you have. Um, he's got all kinds of crazy knowledge and he's a super smart and incredibly giving human being. Um, ben, so let's go do a quick background real quick, because Ben is the reason I got started in podcasting um, about almost exactly a year to the day. Uh, I told Ben, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. And Ben's like, yeah, you should. And I was like, okay. I was like, so, uh, I guess I'll get started on that. And he goes, yeah, I'll be ready in 30 minutes. And I was like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, I'll be ready in 30 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, like to do what? He goes, I'll be your first guest. And I was like, holy shit. Like, so I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have a good camera. I didn't have any idea how to ask questions or do any of that stuff. But dude's like, no, just get started. Let's go. And so. Um, here we are. I think I'm, this is, uh, I think we're over 70 episodes now. And yeah, thanks to Ben, I got, I, I definitely got started. So how's it going, Ben? It's doing great, you know, and watching you grow and you're uh, over 70 episodes now. And it's awesome, you know, because it's a hard thing as a podcast. I know because I've been, I've been doing podcasting for what, 13 and a half months or whatever now. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to get guests. It's hard to be consistent. Most people quit really quickly because it's it, it, it's hard to get guests and and uh, be hard on your time, right? And yeah. you know, to make it a year is a, is a great accomplishment, and I, I feel good about that for myself. And you know, that's awesome for you as well that you've managed to you know break that year mark, right? And yeah. uh, if if you guys haven't listened, listen to episode sixty nine, the science of internet marketing. That was one of your recent episodes, and I gotta say that was. Uh, that was an amazing episode, and yeah. uh, I, I hope to have that guy on my podcast soon as well. So, Daryl, that guy <laughs> that is was great, super smart great. guy, man. Oh yeah, that was that was an awesome, awesome. That that guy's got to join Arte. That he's yeah. got to join our network. Then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so Wicked. Ben and I are both in Arte. Um, we're in the. I'm wearing a new Arte hat. I'm not sure if I like the the form, the fit of it, but it's a new Arte hat. Uh, Arte is basically like a. Uh, what would you call Arte? How would you describe it? Like a social club for people that want to achieve higher? It's a, you know group? what? It's, 
it's a networking group that you get what you give. So if you go in there and you just sit around there and watch everybody else do posts within the Facebook group, you're not really going to get much out of it. Yeah. You really need to interact. You need to get on the phone with people. You need to get on Zooms with people. I know, I know PJ and I, we we both take advantage of people within the group. We put it out every once in a while saying, anyone want to come on the podcast? And that's what's a good thing about having a podcast is you can get these people on the video with you. And a lot of times you're having an off-camera conversation, 15 to 30 minutes to get to know what they do. You might find out we you can help each other. And that's that's a big thing. So it's all about networking. And uh, like in, in the group, I like putting on a couple of free trainings a month, just some basic things like YouTube for beginners, how to start a podcast, because I learned from somebody within Arte how to start a podcast. And then I showed PJ how to start a podcast. I've shown a lot of other people how to start a podcast. And it's just that way of giving back to people within the community. So, um, you know, if you are looking to learn, you're looking to grow and you're self-disciplined, you know, th that's where you want to get in there. Because it's not like you, you go in there, people aren't going to hold your hand, right? This is for people who want to be entrepreneurs that want to put in the work, right? That 100%, right? Am I, am I right or wrong on that? Absolutely, yeah. And, and it's it's the highest level people too. You're not, when, when you jump into here, when you go to like YouTube and you search something like, like Ben said, how to start a podcast, a lot of times you're getting some people that maybe don't necessarily know what they're talking about. When you're in Arte, if you ask a question, you are going to get a very high level response. And the person, it, it's crazy because these people are like the best at what they do, whether it's like real estate, you know, business, um, podcasting, really anything. Um, but they will spend time telling you or helping you out. I mean, I've had so many like in-depth conversations with people that are eight, nine figure guys. And you're like, dude, why are you talking to me? It's because they actually care. You know, they actually give a shit about people in the group. So if you're part of that group, and we're not selling it, although you can enroll right now, it is open enrollment is starting. <laughs> if you are interested, Ben and I don't make a penny off of this. It's just a cool group that we're, you know, we happen to be a part of. But um, no, it's uh it's it's super high level answers to any question you would have from the people doing it, not from somebody that's maybe talking in theory, um, you know, or, or or some YouTuber that just doesn't really maybe know what they're talking about. Yeah. And if, if you're going into this group, like if you join a group like this or, or any networking group, if you're just going to go in there and just consistently pitch people, people kind of catch on and they just, they just mute you. They don't bother really listening to you anymore because all you're trying to do is sell them on something. Yeah. I mean, I I've helped, you know, I've helped people out. I helped a guy out within the group who has eight storefronts, eight storefronts. Yeah. I don't even have a storefront, There's eight <laughs> storefronts. And didn't know how to do search engine optimization. Didn't understand what it was. Didn't get it. And I did like a free audit. I don't even have a business doing search engine optimization. But I had to teach myself when I started my business. And I helped this guy out. And he's like, thanks. This is exactly what I needed. Like, I didn't realize I could optimize my YouTube videos to actually rank. I didn't right. realize I could put like a thumbnail to maybe get, get more attention when people are scrolling through the internet. I didn't realize that I could actually put that it's located in, uh, you know, Idaho or whatever it is, yeah. this, this business is located. Right. I didn't realize I could do all that. And I didn't realize that my website didn't actually have any content. And it's funny how many people have these beautiful websites, which is what I got when I started my company. I had this yeah. beautiful website. It looked beautiful to me. I thought it was amazing. All these colors, <laughs> 
no content, right? And yeah. so many people don't understand what content is. And and uh, I had to teach myself what content was. So it's interesting, you know, like even recently in Arte, somebody on one of the calls asked me like, hey, can you look at my website? And we weren't even doing like a website call. It was actually something yeah. completely different. And I, I had to educate this person who just spent a whole pile of money on a new website about you have no content. And he's just like, what's content? I'm like, you have no blogs. You have no pages that are even optimized to say that you are located where you are. You have no keywords tagged for your website. And I'm just explaining it all to him. And the whole time he's going, so that's why no one can find my website when they're looking up what I do. I didn't understand any of that. Right. And, and this is the thing that like in the community, there's people who, who are willing to give and willing to share that information so that you can grow and I mean, I got to a stage where when I first joined the the group, I was learning a lot of stuff very quickly. And because I'm a person who takes action, I think I, I added like 10 things in very quick. Yeah. And then, and then I got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm not getting much out of it anymore. Should I be in here? And I, and I had that like thought, but then I had to re- realize that I've gotten past that 10 things every single month phase to now I'm looking for that one little diamond in the rough that someone's going to say, that's going to bring me to that next level. Cause that's really what the people who are entrepreneurs that are looking to get to that next level, you get to a point where you, you can't apply the stuff that are being talked about all the time because it's not applicable to you. Cause maybe you've already done it, but now you're looking for that diamond in the rough, right? That little thing going, you know, I wonder if I did that. I wonder if it would take my business to the next level. We should try that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and those high level thinkers in there are helping. They they are able to help provide that too. Like they can, they can look on the outside of your business while you're looking on the outside of theirs. They can see things that maybe you missed those little diamonds, those little nuggets that you didn't get. Um, and they're able to provide that for you too. So it's nice to be around other people that are always just thinking constantly, kind of like you are. Yeah, that's a big thing. And you know, one of the things they teach us in there is R&D, which we were talking about yeah. off camera, which is rip off and duplicate. So, you know what? Uh, not everybody thinks this way, but I've thought about it my whole life. And what happened was I was listening to one of Andy Fursell's podcasts in about October 2021. And I remember I was doing 75 hard at the time. And I remember I heard him talk about this R&D method. And I was like, fuck this is exactly who I am. I I'm that guy. I've always been that guy where I go look at what all my competitors are doing. What are they up to? What are they doing? What do I like? And then what I do is I duplicate it. So like, for instance, there were things I did on my website that was the same as my competitors. And then within the next 90 days, I found ways to make it better or make it a different experience than what my competitors were offering. Yeah, And that's the same thing I did with my YouTube videos. I found what they were doing. I did it. Then I didn't like it because I wanted it to be unique to me. I put my own spin on it, right? It's like your own signature that you're putting on what you're doing. And But the thing is, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I like rip off and duplicate, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, I love that. Idea you, know, too. It's a, you don't have to come yeah. up with the idea. You don't have to be the inventor of everything to be successful. And I think that's where a lot of people maybe, maybe falter. Cause they're like, well, I'm not a, an inventor. I'm not a, I can't come up with a brand new idea. I can't make Tesla. You know what I mean? I can't make any of these other big companies. So I'm never going to make it. No, no. Find something that's already working and just make it better. 
brand it, market it, be the face of it, you know, be something, make it better than it was before. You, you don't have to invent everything. You know, I mean, dude, I, I buy and sell dirt. You know what I mean? I, I, I didn't buy, I didn't invent buying and selling dirt, right? But I saw something, I saw where I could uh, maybe put a spin on things, maybe make it a little bit better. And here we are. You're kind of the same way though too, right? That's the whole thing. I mean, when I started my business, uh, I was actually unemployed, and, and what what happened was, I was I was doing these free trainings, and the what what happened in these free trainings is I was telling people that hey, you know, COVID's happening right now. Uh, you should probably uh, either go pick up customers' vehicles, mobile, and bring it back to the shop. And so the person can stay home because a lot of people wanted to stay home. They felt uncomfortable going out, but they still wanted to get work done on their vehicles. Yeah. Or you should just go do it straight mobile because you're not allowed to have people in the stores right now. So you should. And and I'm telling people all this. And I had a few people give me the whole, um, well, if you think it works, why don't you just go do it yourself? Because I don't think it'll ever work. And then it's like, yeah, why the hell am I giving this free advice? They don't want to listen to me anyways. So then what did I do? I built it. (laughs) So, you know, which is, which is funny because um, actually I can't remember if Andy was talking about it in one of our trainings or if it was on his podcast, but I remember him saying he was talking about his idea for first form and, and building a supplement company. And he was having a meeting with another company, pitching it to them, talking about how they should do it. And they said, if you think it's such a great idea, why don't you do it yourself? (laughs) And he took it as like kind of offense at first. Yeah. But then he's like, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because yeah. first form wouldn't have existed if I just let yeah. them do it. Right. So, you know, that's the way I kind of look at it is, you know, well, okay, well, fine. If you don't think it's a good idea, I'm going to go build it. Cause I think it's a great idea. And yeah. now I'm going to be expanding into a new market soon. Hopefully. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of finalizing that and bringing on a business partner and that, that'll be very exciting. I mean, yeah. that's all part of the growth. That's all part of proving concept. And, you know, we're going to iron out more systems and processes because now we'll be in another market. So there'll be new challenges, challenges of weather, challenges of traffic, you know, distance. Uh, it's uh, it's also a more densely populated uh, area compared to where I am. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, we could get a flood of customers. So it could be totally different. But yeah, this is all part of the growth of the company. Yeah. So real quick though, what made you like... Um... What made you take on this particular partner and and what does that look like right now? Well, uh, I can't be too uh, vocal. Don't give away your secrets, Ben. Basically, no, no, no. But uh, you can't give away the secrets. Let's give a a high level version of of what happened. So, so many people have been telling me that you don't want a partner. Partners will screw you. You, you, you know, you're going to get into fights. You're going to get into this. You're, you're going to have all these problems. And so then I put a post out actually into Arate and which, cause we were already talking about that earlier. And I said, listen, I don't want to hear about your bad business partner dealings. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't want to hear any about anybody talking about that. What I want is people who have had successful business partners to talk to me. I want a business partner. That's where I see the company going because I want somebody with having skin in the game. Yeah. Let me know what you've done that has worked for you. That's been successful. And I got on the phone with a bunch of people in there and some people have like huge multi-million dollar companies doing, you know, 
10 million, 20 million, a hundred million dollars in business, like way more business than my little company's doing. Right. And they're getting on the phone and they're spending time with me. Right. Which yeah. is great. You know, we're about half hour. And they told me, listen, it's like a marriage, right? You're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have all that. The whole point is you guys need to be openly communicating all the time. You know, you need to understand that you're going to have different perspective and, you know, they asked me why I wanted another business partner, like you were asking. And I said, well, I want to bring a different perspective because right now it's me pushing the ship. Mm-hmm. I'm always steering the ship, going in that direction. And literally, if it's not my idea, then it's no idea. Yeah. So the way I look at it, if I have another business partner. Now I have another set of ideas. I have someone who has a different set of skills. This is somebody who's actually very good with money. They know how to leverage money. They know how to get money for like, you know, next to nothing. Yeah. You know, I've known this person for years as well. Right. And we actually, you know, I will say this, and obviously I'm going into this, who knows, maybe I'll have a different perspective five years from now, but I will tell you this, how I feel good about going into this is I have way different opinions of things than he does. And most times, you know, I, I don't want to bring up the controversial stuff. Let's, let's, let's just, let's just say politics. Okay? Yeah. Let's just say he, he believes in a certain political party and I believe in another political party. Right. Let's just say that that's an easy comparison that most people can relate to. Instead of us saying you're an idiot for wanting to vote for that, which is sometimes you have conversations like that, probably with your friends or family or whoever. Yeah. Instead, what we're having is a constructive conversation of, so um, why would you vote for that party? Like, what is that thinking for wanting to vote for that party? And it's like, well, because they would do this, they're pro-business, they're that, you know, they're going to bring, you know, better health care, whatever, blah, 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 whatever. Oh, okay. And then it turns into, well, why would you vote? For, for them like what, what what do you see in that party yeah. and then it's like oh okay and then it's like that's interesting you know i didn't realize that that party stood for that and i didn't realize that party stood for that and it's it's a constructive conversation instead of you're an idiot for wanting to vote yeah. for that because i do have friends that are like that that are literally like you're so stupid for wanting to you know yeah. and that's the thing that is not someone you want to be in business with right they may be a that's friend true. of yours that you get together and have coffee with but you have to remember you know as a relationship opposites attract my wife and i are are different on different levels same as probably your wife and you are probably different on certain levels as well right you know there's certain things that my wife if she sees me spending money she gets worried about the money and i'm like i'm the don't worry it's okay i've managed it (laughs) out right but we have different things that stress each other out right that's just all part of the game right it's part of the real the relationship yeah so that's why I feel uh, like it's a good move is because, you know, we can communicate on that level. We can have different opinions and we can still find common ground. Yeah. Right. You compliment each other, right? You compliment. Each yeah. Other. That's the thing. And, and in order to grow, you can't keep going. Or, I mean, the idea is to not go along the same path, mind way of looking at things that, that you've been doing, right? You want to add something to it. So you need to have somebody who maybe thinks a little bit differently that can take it off into a different direction while you're still going down your current direction, right? And it's not necessarily dividing the company. It's adding another facet to the company, right? It's adding something else that you don't have and maybe you don't see in your vision, but this person does see it. 
this other guy, he sees something over here with the company and he can take it there. And as far as like, people think a lot of times I'm losing something if I bring on a partner, right? I'm losing. I, I don't, it's a, it's, I'm going to lose half the money. I can't lose half the money. Well, what if, let's say you make a hundred bucks at this company, right? And now you're making 50, right? Because you brought in a new partner. Well, what if the company now produces $10,000 because of the combination of the two of you, right? You know, it, it's overall, it's it's a lot better to bring on a partner that compliments you and that you you work well with as well. Yeah, I think I think it's important. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say to me that, you know, well, I'm not bringing on a business partner because, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, how are you going to have two or three different locations in, you know, the United States, for instance, in different states? They're like, oh, it'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, but what if something goes wrong? You know, let, let's say your manager quits. Yeah. Are you going to fly there now to deal with that? Right. I'd rather have an owner that's got skin in the game. Yeah. You know, now don't get me wrong. You don't have to give up ownership. And that's a whole different conversation. You probably could give profit sharing or something like that to those managers. And maybe I could have done that with this person. But, but I felt that it made a lot more sense for that person to be having some skin in the game be involved and be equally as committed as I am to the success of the company in that new market. Because the whole point is we want to iron out those systems and processes. We want to see those challenges that are going to happen in that new market that we're opening in, because we know that we're going to be able to easily iron out those systems and processes for growth in the future in other um, markets that we look at opening up into. Yeah. So, but that's, that, that is our opinion. That's what I think will end up happening as well. Yeah. And, and when you bring on a new partner, it doesn't have to be an, uh, a partner in the application of the, of the business. It can be a financial partner, right? You can bring on someone that's just like, Hey, I just want to contribute. You know, let's go 50, 50 on profits. No big deal. Right. Um, you can bring on like in real estate, it's a one-off deal. So I don't have a partner, but like we have a, a, a subdivision issue coming up right now where we're looking to buy a property and um and subdivide it it's basically a big huge property out there in a, in a, in a growing area we're going to subdivide the area uh, uh, but i need a partner financially right so my overall business will not have this new partner operating in in any way but for this specific deal it's two we're 50 50 right we're 50 50 i found the deal they're going to fund the deal we'll go 50 50 on profits um super simple but finding the right person though is is a big deal too. You don't want to just jump out there, hit a you know Facebook post and say, "Hey, um, anybody want to partner with me? I got a cool deal. You got money? Let's do it." You got to vet those people too. You know, you want to like um, <laughs> you, you want a person that you have a real relationship with uh, first, um, and that that kind of goes back to with RTA as well. You know, we're meeting people who are financially and intellectually capable of teaming up with us at any point right? Assuming they are the right fit, they've already checked a lot of boxes. You know, it's not your uncle Jim that's like, you know, uh, oh, here's what you should be doing with your business. You know, you don't want to team up with those guys. You want to find people like an Arte who are smart. You know, maybe they've done it. They've, they've, they've had a business that, that made it. Maybe they had a couple of businesses that didn't make it, but they have experience and the financial ability a lot of times, not all the time, but the financial ability to, to help out and actually grow your business and contribute as well. Hmm. Nice. 
Yeah. It's awesome, man. Cause that's exactly what you do want, right? That's yeah. exactly what you want. Yeah. 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 So, so, no. I mean, going back to Arte, we're not selling it again, I swear. But if you want to join, <laughs> I'll have a link at the bottom. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's, it's a great group. And, um, you know, we, we've benefited a ton from, from that group, but like, like, and it, it goes back to everything, like what we're talking about now with partnering. Um, you know, it's a great place to find real partners. If you, you know, once you found a, a good connection with somebody, um, yeah. But, okay. You and I got the, we got to meet in Nashville and, uh, break Absolutely. bread, have, have a drink and we had some street tacos, walk the, walk the streets. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. We yeah. Some it was street awesome. tacos out in Nashville. Heard Ed Milet talk, heard Andy Frazella talk. It's pretty sweet hanging out um, and uh, and meeting all the other people. And it was interesting how it was, what, 2,500 people at the event there? And yeah, I had no well, idea there's going to be that many people. That was crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy. And maybe 500 were actual RTA members. You know, the the other 2,000 were people that just wanted to check it out. They want to see what, what all the fuss is about, right? Because, you know, it is pretty popular. And it's, it's well-known. It's a well-known group. But to be around a lot, all those people that um, – that were in the group that were, that were already running businesses. And then all these new hungry people that were like, you know, I want to be part of this too. That was kind of cool. One interesting thing too, on the flight back, um, I sat next to a guy and he goes, I'm wearing one of these hats. I think it was this hat, right? Actually the new hat I bought there. And he's like, uh, you're an arte, huh? And I'm like, weird. No one's ever asked me that before, but yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, me too. And he did not go to the conference. He just happened to live in Nashville. Right. He just happened to be living in Nashville. Um, the guy's a builder, right? He's a builder. We made a connection. We've since talked and and actually are trying to talk about doing deals together. But we sat together and talked. And um, yeah, he's like a w- w- connection right there. Boom. Just like that. Immediate connection. You know, you're, you're sitting next to somebody. He knows He's going to be a partner if I were to ever go down that route. I, I mean, we did talk. I can't remember what we were talking about. Uh, I can't remember what the follow-up was, but it was something to do with with, with uh, uh, building and and, and uh, growing both of our businesses. But um, yeah, to, to to meet guys like that, man, it's uh, pretty amazing. So like I said, if you yeah. think about, if you think yeah. this is for you. You know what? And the big thing is you got to pay to play, right? So it ain't yeah. a free group. Let's yeah. Let's, get, let's come let's in there. Too. If if you just come in there and hang out and don't do any posts, don't interact with the community, mm-hmm. don't go on a lot of the free calls that a lot of people put on, where they try and you know network with other people and get to know other people in the group. Yeah. Why are you even going to think about joining? Because sure. it's sure. pointless. I mean, there's some people who join join the group. They're they're not. Um, hey, you know what? I don't care. This might come across negative. But they only listen to Andy and Ed's calls, and that's it. But the thing is, is you're going to get a lot more out of also networking with people within the group because there's yeah. people at all different stages of development in their journey, right? I'm I'm at the two and a half year ladder of my business, and there's people I'll get on the phone with that are 20 years, 25 years yeah. into building their business. And they're like, oh yeah, I remember when I was at you know year two and da da da. I had all these challenges, and I was thinking about quitting, and I was thinking about growing, and I was thinking about dumping another fifty grand into it. And I'm glad I dumped more money into it because look what I got now, right? Yeah. But you know that's the thing. You have those conversations with people, and they reassure you that you're you know you're on the right journey, or they'll tell you, hey, listen, 
if you've poured that much money into it, it's pretty obvious that your business just isn't a good idea for a business or it's not being executed properly, right? So there's conversations that happen like that that you can relate to all different people at different levels. But you but the thing is, if you're just talking to your friends that work for somebody and aren't actual entrepreneurs, then how are you getting that perspective? How are you getting that sure. feedback? So, I mean, I, I got to say, it's done a lot for me. I've been in a bunch of other networking groups where I didn't even get anything close to the same thing. But, yeah. I mean, you know, the challenges of, of uh, starting a business, you know, everybody seems to think that being an entrepreneur is all rosy and peachy and you know what i'm a technician and i do all the installations and this business wouldn't run without me and then they go and they start their own business and then they have no idea how to do bookkeeping and they have no idea how to do sales and they have no idea how to do marketing they have no idea that oh i have to pay for business insurance for my vehicle so i can drive it around and go do jobs and yeah Oh no, I can't. I don't have my own tools anymore because I don't work for that company. So now I got to go buy ten thousand dollars in tools so I can do this. Oh, I didn't think this through. Yeah. Shit. Now I'm fifty thousand dollars in just to launch this company. Oh, where do I buy the product from? I don't have a relationship with any of those distributors. Okay. So like, but people don't think about that. They just think yeah. they just jump in, and then they figure it all out, right? And I can tell you. I had every connection. I had the distributors. I knew how to do sales. I knew how to do marketing. I knew I learned how to build a website when I started my company. Yeah. And I had to. Why? Because as an entrepreneur, you will get screwed. You will get, even when you're cautious, even when a good friend of yours recommends somebody they trust, you will get screwed. Absolutely. So if you think everything will be perfect as an entrepreneur, it won't be. You're in, and the thing is, you can either look at that and have a chip on your shoulder as, oh, everyone's out to screw me. You know <laughs> what? I'm not going to hire any employees because only I can do the job perfectly, yeah. only me. You can't run your business like that. You have to really make sure that you look at everything as a learning opportunity. What did I do wrong here that caused this situation to happen? Why did I get screwed in here right like yeah. like what went wrong and yeah. i mean the first three months of my company i got screwed so many ways you couldn't believe it and then about month four i let the chip off my shoulder and i just said okay i gotta learn all this stuff i gotta do it all myself i have to do all this and now because i've learned it all instead of hiring out at the beginning now when i've hired people now I can hold them accountable because I know how to do their job. Yeah. Four months is right? pretty fast though. Learning how to, uh, how to, um, uh, I, I guess, I guess learning, ma making mistakes early on. I mean, four months is really early on. I think it took me maybe four years before I started like realizing, Hey dude, you don't know what you're doing. You know, you, you you're going to need, start needing to get some help. I mean, I'm eight years in right now. And even now I, I had our, my first, we just started working with a new bookkeeping team and they're a real bookkeeping team. I mean, they run you from start to finish. They have every detail involved. Previous to that, man, it was me and my oldest daughter were the bookkeeping team, you know, and we had no idea what we were talking about. A PL looked, it was a it was hit, it was hideous. It looked terrible. We had no idea what we were doing. But uh, you know, it it 
like you were saying though, when you jump into entrepreneurship, I would highly recommend people just jump in and get started. I would absolutely say that because otherwise that's the biggest problem with most people is hesitation, right? They're not going to do it. They're going to say, well, uh, what, what, what if this goes wrong? Well, bud, it is going to go wrong. I'll tell you that right now. It is going to oh, yeah. go wrong. It's going to go wrong. Yeah. Take Ben's advice and figure shit out after four months versus four years uh, uh, for me because um, it, it's – it's a it's a journey either way, but you know if you you can make it you can get rid of a lot of errors and make, get rid of a lot of mistakes if you maybe think about things and try to figure them out early like Ben did. Yeah, that's actually what Andy and Ed talk about is what they took to get there in twenty years. Their goal in the network is to save you ten, right? But they they don't believe, and I agree. I don't believe in any of this stuff. All these people who do this get rich quick crap on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook, and they got their you know I could do coaching and turn your business into this and buy my program for five hundred dollars. Like how are you going to do yeah, that? Yeah, man, and never done anything. You'll be a millionaire. Right. Ah, whatever. They probably all there. There was probably owners of FTX or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> who knows. You know, yeah, a lot yeah, of people I, got sucked I do see into a that, lot of right? coaches. You, you know how it is too in the podcasting space. You see, um, everybody wants to be on your podcast that's a coach, right? Like, so what do you coach? Why well, coach people? I teach people how to get wealthy, you know, how to be successful. Okay, well, what do you do? Well, I teach people how to become successful. Like, okay, so what did you do to justify the fact, justify your your, your coaching? Well, I went to this coaching course. And I learned how to teach people to be successful. I'm like, dude, so you haven't built anything. Well, no, I mean, I worked at uh, this place and I worked at this place for a while. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. I can't sell you to people. I can't put you on here and and, oh, and talk about how great you are when it's, I don't believe in anything you're saying. And I've had guys that when I was early on, I would just be like, oh, he's, he's successful. And you kind of get, it takes a while to get into that, that meat of the conversation where you're like, all right, dude, so, uh, I mean, you talk a lot, you talk a really good game, but you know, what did you do? What do you do? And you know, they're like, well, wake up every day. I get up early. I get up at four o'clock in the morning and I work out. And then I, and I read and I, and I do all these things and, uh, and I meditate and I pray. And then, um, you know, day goes by and my wife gets off work and she comes home. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 what happened in the middle there? Like, no, that's what I do all day. I just, I meditate and I read and I, I like, oh, come on, man. I'm not putting you on oh, there, man. dude. Somebody yeah. had that uh, hilarious post they put in the Arte Syndicate of uh, how to be uh, a millionaire um, CEO or something like that, yeah. right? And it's uh, wake up at 4 a.m. in the morning, uh, meditate, work out, uh, go to work. Uh, what is it? Uh, something like have dinner with the family. And the last one, dad owns company. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right? It's like dad owns company. How do you be a millionaire CEO? It's a lot easier when right? your father like, owns the company. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I seen that post. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, yeah. whoever made that. It's funny. I showed it to my family, and they're like, I don't get it. It's like, didn't you read it? Dad owns the company. Like, the, guy, <laughs> the guy's, like, trying to teach people how to be CEOs. But he never earned it, right? Don't get me wrong. There are people who who do grow into the positions that did earn it. Sure. But honestly, a lot of a lot of times, you know, 
I, I know I've seen a lot of companies I've even worked with over the years where, you know, somebody was, you know, born into it. And so they automatically get put into that role because it's a family based business. Right. And it's not the same experience as what it was as the, uh, as the father was. Right. Yeah. So it's a completely different spin, different move. They're trying to put their own uh, uh, label on it or whatever, or whatever you want to call yep. it. Right. So, but yeah, and, you know, I mean, realistically. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh no. I was just going to say like, you know, we all we all try to work hard and and grow our businesses and we're going to have challenges with everything we do every single day the question is is are you do you want to learn from it right and i think that's the big difference is if you're not willing to deal with constant change every single day don't be an entrepreneur because literally Things are changing so rapidly, right? I mean, hey, why, why am I getting no leads this week? What's going on here? I better look at my ads. I better look at this. What's happening? Oh my God, Google did Google made it so my ads no longer work. Yeah. Shoot, I should have caught on to this a week ago. Great. Oh, look, there was an error. Boom, boom, refresh. Boom, we're live again. You know, oh, look at this. My website was down, right? Like, you know, like re recently someone made a post saying, hey, what should I do with my business to grow it? And I went to go look at their website and their website didn't work. And I'm going, well, first things first, you should probably <laughs> get your website working, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you know, but people, you know, everything is a challenge on a constant basis. And, um, you know, I use this, I use this example. My, my wife doesn't like change at all. Yeah. She, she gets very anxious with change. And she goes, I don't, she goes, I don't think you know what it's like. And I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur. Every hour of the day is changing. Things are changing. You know, yeah. right now my bookkeeping software won't update. So I can't do any of my books for over two weeks now because there's an error in the software that I'm waiting for the, the vendor to fix so that I can update it. So yeah. I'm kind of guessing what my profit is at. And how much cash flow I have, I'm pretty good at knowing where the cash flow is, but it's not accurate. So that kind of affects me knowing sure. where my business is. Yeah. So you want to talk about that? I come to my desk and I have certain time every week to do books, make sure receipts and stuff and everything are all updated. But that time is now turned into other things. And as my business grows and has grown, time I used to have for other things has turned into me now making YouTube videos. Yeah. And instead of me working on SEO and writing blogs and things like that for the website, I have now taken that and hired out to hire a company to now do that, to bring me to another level because they specialize in it. Yeah. Right. And that's what you have to notice as a company. And, you know, a lot of people talk about this within our community and, and Andy will talk about a lot on his podcasts about, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs want to hire four or five people to make themselves feel good. Right. And to have, these I have a big, big team. companies. I have a big tell team, people like five people. Yeah. I'm only one person. And I was going to hire people multiple times. A bunch of people did egg me on to like, it's time for you to hire somebody. And I almost did, but I didn't because I was like, I still have time every day to do stuff. Why would I hire somebody? So I know that I need to do a better job at getting busier and growing the company that way I can hire somebody because I don't want to hire somebody to then have to let them go after three months. 
that, that would suck because you're investing that time training them, growing them, getting them to buy into your mission, vision, and values. And that's, I don't want that happening to me, right? Yeah. yeah. I think there's a time for everything too. In in when you're doing a running a business and you don't really realize it until you start your first one. Right. So there's 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 a there's a, a season of every business. If you don't, when you start, you have to be everything. You have to be everything because you if you're not everything, you can't teach everything, right? You can't teach uh your installer. You can't say, hey, here's what you do here, here's what you do here, here's how you move this over here, because you've never done it, right? So you have to be the guy who actually at least understands the basics of everything. Then you start to outsource things one by one by one, little pieces here and there. Um, because if you don't do it, if you start out and you try to bring in a team, you know, it's me and 10 guys, you know, I don't know how to paint houses, but these 10 guys do. So uh, go paint guys. You know, if I'm, if, if, that, if that's what I'm starting, a painting company. Um, what if they <laughs> screw up? What if they screw up? I'm not going to know. You know, I won't, I won't know any different. So then the, the, you know, the business is destined to fail. So you have to start by being that guy that's out there every day working, painting these houses, you know, doing this, this day-to-day business, then you can start outsourcing things. I mean, if you don't understand, uh, you know, how much money comes into the company, if you've never looked at your numbers, you know, and you outsource that um, to, to somebody else, what if, you know, you, you don't know if that's accurate or not. You have no idea what's going on. So I would recommend, especially when you first start, jump in, try to figure out at least have a good understanding of everything initially, and then start to outsource things, then start to piece off little things to, for people to do in, in the business. Yeah, no, that, that's, it's great advice, right? Because we, we like to, we jump into things and we think that we're, we're going to know everything really quickly. And we're just really not going yeah. to, I mean, everything is constantly learning. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I don't make mistakes. I still make mistakes, right? I'm still making mistakes every single day, you know? And the big thing that I will say about anything you do as an entrepreneur is be consistent. So whatever you want to do, be consistent. Yeah. And and I know like even you and I, we had these this conversations about podcasts, right? And about getting guests and we were talking about it. And, and I remember... I remember you said to me, you're like, oh man, it's it's hard to get two guests every week. Sometimes I don't get two guests and I'm yeah. scrambling. And I was like, dude, man, just do one guest. That's what I, I I changed the one guest because it was less stress. Yeah. And and it was easier to get one guest every single week than it was to get two. Cause I mean, for a while there, I think I was doing two or three, and you were doing yeah. the same thing. We we both were doing two, three Way too a many week. videos. And then you're like, Holy smokes, all this time editing and doing this. Yeah. So, but I mean, but I know that every week I can be consistent with one podcast interview. I know I could get that done every week. Yeah. But, but when I also look at YouTube, can I be consistent with being one YouTube video every week? And yeah, it seems like I can be consistent in being that. So think about that. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, whatever you're going to do, be consistent. So if you want to do handwritten thank you letters, that means that you need to give everybody a handwritten thank you letters. Yeah. You can't go, well, I gave Dave one because he spent over a thousand dollars and Bob spent, you know, 500. So I ain't sending him one. You can't <laughs> do that. You have, everybody has to get the thank you letter. Yeah. So whatever you do as an entrepreneur, my recommendation is be consistent on whatever you do. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, keep it simple, stupid, the kiss theory. Keep it simple, stupid, you know, don't overthink things and you're going to make mistakes. Uh, 
yeah, I make mistakes. PJ probably makes mistakes. Never. Dude, but the thing is, I never make. Are you mistakes. learning from a human being? Are you? That's what it's all about. Are you learning from them, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ben, it's so, been fun, man. This has been good. I know you got to take off, pick up the kids. Ben's a busy guy, man. He's after installing dash cams, <laughs> making time to talk to me, and then picking up kids. He's got a he's got to read to him. He's got to yeah, feed man. him dinner tonight. He's got a lot of work to do. So, uh, Ben, here's the question though, and here's and we're gonna elaborate on this a little bit. So, when our very first, my very first podcast, number one, the guest was Ben Del Grasso. Ben Del Grasso was the very first guest I've ever had. Um, we came up with a question. He's like, you know what you need? You need like a like a question to ask at the end of every podcast. And I was like, really? All right, man. What would it be? And he's like, uh, what about this? Like, uh, if you could buy land anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? I'm like, that's a great question. Uh, so for 70 episodes, I have asked that question at the end of every podcast. So Ben, I'm going to push it back on you. If you could buy land, Ben, anywhere in the world, I'm sure you already answered the question in the first episode, but we're going to, we're going to, maybe things have changed. Where would it be and why? You know, I actually was thinking about I'm like, oh man, I should have reviewed that episode because I don't remember what I told him last time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give an answer that I don't think I gave last time. I think originally, if I wanted to buy land anywhere in the world, I think it would be Niagara Falls. Okay. That's where I think I would buy. You know what? We we love the falls, it's so beautiful over there. That that's where I think I would buy. Okay. It's close to the States too. You're right by the border. You can You're hop on the across. good side though. Isn't it like really nice on the Canadian side? Yeah, I'd probably, uh, obviously buy on the Canadian side. I don't have American citizenship at all, right? So definitely that's what I would do for sure. All right. Niagara Falls it is. Right on, guys. Ben, <laughs> thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks. It's and back and forth about we're, all we're doing is talking about how to be an entrepreneur and joining a networking group and, you know, how to grow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, uh, awesome, man. thank you so much. Till next time, I'll see you on Land Life.